I have to do a couple things before we get started. One second. Oh, God. Put on pants? Can one of them be put on pants, please? A little cleaning up, if you know what I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, he is putting on pants because cops might be coming to his front door. (laughs) (laughs) And he wants to put his best foot forward at all times. That's our boy, Chris. From all the things I've heard about the place, the building where Chris lives, I can't imagine he's the first choice for the cops to go to. <laughs> no, but they might need to talk to like witnesses and like, might have heard things. <laughs> so they become knocking probably at all hours, yeah. right? Like you never know when the cops are just gonna come and have a little conversation. Although I wouldn't put it like past it actually being like a stripper in a cop outfit. Did someone call the police? <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back at Take Two Plus. And uh, by the way. Um, it's come to my attention that a few people were trying last week's, uh, well, they weren't professionals, you see, so they were trying to pour the concrete into their pets without having a professional do it to make the uh, domestic monuments. I have got to just completely unequivocally say, do not do this unless you have a domestic. Uh, David, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Probably animals, best just to not do it at all. Animals are the best of us. Just don't do it to them. When now I'm almost afraid to ask, but what's going on with the estate of Tommy Lee Jones, Chris? <laughs> don't pour um, cement into Tommy Lee Jones, Chris. Jesus Christ. I see where don't you're going make- with that, Tyler. Uh, sorry, uh, Sean. Um, for all of our uh, Take Two Plus listeners, I'm not sure if there are the cops outside my house have left or have turned off their lights. Either or, I am a little bit concerned. But we are, on, we are cracking on here on Take Two Plus. We are looking at uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. And we're talking about what we don't like about the film so much, right? Now, Tyler gave a pretty nice serenade about what he really did enjoy about the yeah, film. Yeah, I think I've covered Did you have anything my, else? Uh, bad points. Just double check my notes here. Oh, the one other thing that is... I, it shit happens, I guess, but it's kind of dumb that Harmonica gets scars out of nowhere. That's because they cut some scenes where he gets yeah. fucked up. They, that yeah. was one of those sequences they cut when I told you when he had a breakdown. Like, they had already filmed that sequence. Right. like, you know what? Just fucking leave it. Like, we don't Yeah, so that, that was, scene. like, Leone's choice to, to cut it out of the yeah. movie, right? Not even a studio Leone thing. chose that one, yeah. Which is fine and probably for the best, but I, it is a bit of a... You know what? It leaves a little to the issue. imagination, Tyler. Maybe there's a few things off the screen that are just sure. as interesting that's on the screen. Um, I think that it's kind of interesting to know that like Clint Eastwood was like the original harmonica, like that was who we only wanted, and he was the guy who kind of said who said no ultimately, and that actually caused like a huge rip in the relationship apparently, and it only got got better like right before Leone died. Um, but uh, I like I I enjoy Charles Bronson in this film. I think he's good in it, but I just can't help but think like if Eastwood had been in, in this film, like it could have just been like. Like even another level, it would have gone one of two ways. It either would have gone even another level up and this film would have been better than the good, the bad and the ugly. Or he would have brought too much baggage from the other films into this role. And this film would have blended into them in a certain way and not stand out the way it does right now and kind of make it different from those prior three films. Uh, So I don't know. I don't know. He's like in a very, especially by that time, I guess, he's like a very intimidating presence, which would maybe not work in the favor of the film. Well, it's only about like, what, two or three years after Good, Bad, and the Ugly, right? Yeah. I think like, but it, like, it's not... 
I just feel like, and maybe this is just based on my perception of like years of watching films, not watching it in 1968 when it came out, but like I would put even money on Henry Fonda versus uh, Charles Bronson, whereas if I would put money on Clint Eastwood beating the shit out of Henry Fonda at any given moment, if need be, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Um, and that could just be my like 2020 uh, vision of watching years of these guys in films too so it's maybe a bit yeah. of an unfair statement but but it's just like just i don't know still even just the idea of like getting to see like clint eastwood it would be cool to see henry fonda at the end of sure. that film you know what i mean like i mean any anytime I you can put clint eastwood in a western i'm down <laughs> charles bronson right like now. he seems fine like he's a good actor he, he actually is clint eastwood like i mean he plays yeah. <laughs> the way eastwood would play it right like, he does a good does. job in this and he's very like uh subdued and uh reserved i like it he's got such a weird like accent like i don't even know what accent charles bronson has can we talk about that random sequence where he just starts stripping jail <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the a, in the like, barn in the barn he just starts like tearing yeah. off like parts of her clothing at a certain point and then he kicks her out and then he's he, like, like fetch me some water yeah like that's like <laughs> but like, like i think what he ultimately is... it's because he's trying to distract the guys who are there to kill them right He's trying to show her and show her cleavage and make her sexy to go to the water and get him a pail and lean over because the guys so, yeah. were to get their guard down. And, and it's like also like a bit of a like, fake to the audience if you think that like Harmonica might rape Jill like, in this moment. Yeah. But at that moment when it was happening, I was like, what is happening in this? Like, why is he just yeah. tearing up? And like, even still, as I tell you what I think it's about and what we agree it's about, like, I don't think it's that clear that that's what he's doing in that sequence. Like, it, he doesn't yeah. spell that out at all. Like, you have to really think about it for a second. Well, you really think realize he's going to take advantage of her there, which is a bit yeah. of a problem, too. Like I was saying, because she fights back, even like she's way weaker than her, so she can't, within him, so she can't really fight back, but she's she's fiery against him, and then she's so submissive with Frank later. It doesn't really yeah. make sense. Her character is, like I'm saying, she just flip-flops constantly, and yeah. it's so, like, irritating by the end of it, but I just don't really care ultimately what happens to her. Uh, I, I just don't, unfortunately. Um, are we, are I think we still being watched by the police, Chris? Are we okay? No, we're good. We're, everything's fine. I think what ultimately, what my main problem in this film is, and I don't, actually, I wouldn't say it's my main problem, but I do think one of the key problems with it is, is that it's really sold to you as this revenge film in terms of like Jill's revenge, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's Jill looking for revenge for the McBain family, but it's really ultimately Harmonica's revenge. That's like Mm -hmm. the true theme of revenge. It's in secret revenge. And like, I just feel like it's, it's, it's great the way he ultimately pulls off like the Harmonica reveal at the end of the film. I just wish he had focused more on that throughout the rest of the film and building Mm -hmm. up to that moment a bit more. And like, may, and like, I, I think, and also ultimately developing Jill's revenge a lot more because her character's just awful in this film. But she's just, she's truly bad. <laughs> I, mean, I, I didn't, I never realized until this viewing. But no, her character is just. So I think weird. she starts off so, really cool, and, but, but it's a misogynistic character. It's, it's the, it's the whole. What's that scene it's, with her and Frank happens? It ruins her character for me. For a it's lot of just, it. it's a real shame that it's like ultimately that's what her character is. And even I, as someone who I hate going back, I, I don't believe in any of that cancel culture shit or anything. But I just, I can't watch this film and buy her as a human being because she's just all over the place um, are you kidding me sean no i can't unfortunately she's can't. a great she- tyler do you agree i think she starts off great as like this uh like 
modern woman who tries to make it's it in the, the opposite West and starts to accept but once that scene where she's so submissive with frank happens and then oh, she no. just does okay, whatever you know what? tells how her many people do. have we seen frank kill so far okay now she's cheyenne is like this killer too though and you don't know who the fuck harmonica is harmonica you know what she's, she's she learned how to that. survive again as a beautiful woman she's but done everything a few she's things done up she's to not that proud of hey everything she's done to learn how to survive though is to like fight and stand up for herself so why be so submissive all of a sudden you know what at the end of the day she comes out on top she comes out on top and if she didn't play those moves uh she would be probably six feet underground so i I gotta hand it to her the story does this very cool thing of building up frank as a villain who's killed mcbain and left a widow who wants revenge of set up Cheyenne who wants revenge and killed Harmonica's brother who wants revenge. And then only one person goes for revenge at the end. Like it's, I don't know why they, they built it up so nicely and then just let. Yeah. Cheyenne ultimately drop. proves to be kind of like a, like a useless too. Like but well, listen, all, 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 uh, you know, arrows to revenge are being pointed at Henry Fonda. Yeah. That yeah. situation gets dealt with the fellow that has the greatest grievance and that is Charles Bronson. Right. And you know what? It would, you guys, would be, you guys would be revenge. singing a different tune if it was like um, Claudia or whatever her name, Jill, um, like whatever, stabs him in the back or something like that. You guys would be like, oh, like, well, then where's no, uh, like, the It was inevitable. It was inevitable that the end of this film would be a standoff between Frank and somebody, right? It yeah. could have been Frank and and, and Harmonica. The cliche and that Sergio no, like, Leone created right, right. himself. He's able to do it. Would nice to have Jill and Cheyenne complicit in like leading those two characters towards exactly. that final moment in it, some it way. It could have been nice to have them lead. Hey, something, revenge ain't to pretty, something. Tyler. You know that more than anyone. <laughs> no, to, just to do something would have been nice for their characters to do. I'm not saying they had to be a part of that standoff with Frank. I'm just saying they needed to contribute in some way to bring yeah, him down, and they didn't. They didn't ultimately. Yeah, they're right. they're literally sidelined in. Jill That's show. ultimately what brings this film down. Scale of one ten, actually, what kind ugly. of grievances do you actually have? Like, it, it, like the grievances. Not huge. What, I love this one? film. Like, two. I, I like this film, movie a lot, still. Yeah, but it, you guys it, are making it, it sound like it's thing. like uh, all these like oh, this, this, <laughs> this is the same. The young Charles Bronson looks the same as the old Charles Bronson. So like, no, it's more that like Henry Fonda looks like he aged like. 15 years and her monica looks like he aged 50 years 40 like, those, hey. those days have been hard on revenge charles hey in the, yeah charles bronson knows that more than anyone man <laughs> such a terrible scene though i eh? was like the how he kills him like it's just like putting it on his brother's what? shoulders and whatnot oh, oh i'm just saying like, i don't mean terrible i mean like just like oh like oh okay it's a great it's a great scene though but yeah it's fucking rough it's brutal I mean, that's the kind of nightmarish shit that you hear about in the Wild West, where people were just like ruthless killers, mm-hmm. mad dog killers. All right, so why don't we get into where we rank this film? We've got one other film so far. We've got Harakiri. It's ranked at number one right now because it was our one and only film to this point. So why don't we talk about where we think Once Upon a Time in the West and where it ranks? Where well, does it fall in first. terms of Harakiri? Sure, Chris. You go because, first. Because uh, I'm a little biased, but I definitely consider Harakiri the best. You want me to lead you into it, or you no. just want to go? Hey, this is number one, with all due respect to... Uh, Chris, where do you... Th- let me lead you into it, all right, for your Asians. editing purposes, as you say. Chris, where would you rank Once Upon a Time in the West in our revenge film draft? Sean? Again, a lot of thought now. I consider... Uh, 
One Upon a Time West. I consider One Upon a Time West be the number one. The number one take two plus of revenge film, uh, Sean. Dr. Number one. Is, uh, Why, Chris? Why, Chris? Why, Why Philly? Why, Dr. Chris? Why, lawyer, Chris? Uh, <laughs> the, the, Dr. The, lawyer. <laughs> so, in an earlier episode, I'm not sure if it's been released yet for, like, the non-Patreon people, but uh, there has been an episode where we discuss, or at least I try to, and then these guys get into tits and ass, and it's just, like, downward spiral stuff, but... Uh, you know, how are we determining the top 10 or nine or whatever the fuck um, revenge movies? Is it like the level of revenge? Is it like, how do you quantify the revenge? I think at this a, point, now that, now that the list has been made, I think at this point it is whatever you think is the best film. And that would be Once Upon a Time of the West. See, I don't know, man. I feel like we still got to go by what we feel has the best what is the best revenge film? And I feel like so 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 let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. This movie, let's break it down. This movie, The Revenge, is Charles Bronson getting back at Henry Fonda for making him complicit in his brother's death. Okay, but it's not just that. It's not just that. It's also jail and pains. And if you don't like that, for twenty nine ninety five, I'll throw in the the jail subplot. But it's not good for free. It's not a good subplot. But you know what? You don't need to. I, when I think of Once Upon a Time in the West, I think of Charles Bronson. That sweet little baby. So supple. So smooth. Right? And just, I shouldn't say it's not a good subplot, but I'm saying it's not good in terms of what our purposes are. And that is, there's no I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Charles Bronson. Okay. Know, the purposes of this revenge film, it is the revenge of Charles Bronson, a lifetime revenge, okay? Against Henry Fonda, Hollywood's good guy, doing the most atrocious thing you could possibly think of. And that is create this idea in your mind that you're responsible for your brother's death because you weren't able to stand up long enough or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's so fucked up, like the the subversive psychological. I agree. I agree. My issue is that I I can't think of a worse punishment that deserves revenge. A better job at building to that and making that more of a focus of this film rather than just like no, a, no, a no, twist no. At the it, end it of requires film. it take two plus because then you have to watch it again <laughs> with those eyes and then uh, you appreciate yeah. it a little bit more because yeah. then you know yeah, I you had can, completely can... I to be fair I had completely forgotten about the subthread of this watch as I was watching through it because I it's been a long ass time since I've seen this movie but uh, which is a sad I still commentary. don't feel like there was that is a sad, sad uh, uh, Sean that is a sad commentary because you know what Excuse I watch this movie every day. Twice. Um, Twice. Basically, takes up your whole day. Yeah. So ultimately, Chris, you're saying this is above. (laughs) Ultimately, Chris, you're saying this is above Harakiri. Okay. Hundred percent. Tyler, why don't you go next? I go next. Uh, All right. Uh, Both these films, I think. I don't want to like make this sound like a negative thing about other films that are going to come up, but both these films, Harakiri and Once Upon a Time in the West, I think stand as. pieces of like cinematic art as much as they stand as like just fun films um but you can't judge them you can't like like bullshit like harakiri and be like oh that movie could have had this and like no they're perfect no, 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 i'm not the way saying that i think they are i think like, they're perfect i think this movie is one of those perfect i think they're perfect for what they are but like i would uh, make perfect. an argument that like no, uh, once upon oh, a time yeah, 
Guess what? You can't make it. So it's not perfect. Yeah, I'm me. talking about both oh, these films together, though, Chris. I'm saying like Harakiri and Once Upon a Time in the West are more like cinematic uh, things, like museum pieces, than like a Blue Ruin or like a, a John Wick or something like that. And not to say I don't like those movies, but one's like a popcorny fun film, and one's like no. A, let, let's not even call art. it a popcorn film because you know what? Once Upon a Time in the West, I would say, is or Good, the Bad, the Ugly is a popcorn. It's quality. Like, it, you know what? There are risks. It's a very it, goddamn good film. There's no doubt yeah, about it. No, but whereas I'm if you're, I mean, what I'm saying is the difference between a movie like John Wick and this, let, let's just throw out CGI as a, like the obvious friggin' like over the top. Like, you know what? Are you trying There's to a, tell me that Keanu Reeves can't hold up to Charles Bronson? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me that a dead I dog wonder, has wait, to hold wait. up to the face? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. 1964, okay. Tyler, 1964 Charles Bronson straight out of the uh, escape where he's fucking yeah. buff, man. He is like shirtless. He doesn't give a shit. Or uh, 1995 Keanu Reeves. 1995? What did he do in 95? Like speed? Same speed. age. Like, Same like age. Basically speed, I guess. Yeah, uh, at that point. How about yeah, 99 Matrix? How about 99 Neo? Yeah, Matrix that? ups his game a little bit. All right, 1999. What I'm trying to say is there's some films right, that no, are No, no, really... no, you're evading the question. All right. Tyler, who's going to win? Keanu Reeves or uh, Charles Bronson? Uh, Keanu's kicking Charles' ass. I'm sorry. No, he's not. I'm sorry. Oh, Bronson. Are you asking me? Oh, do right. I want to watch John? You know what, Sean? I'm asking Tyler. Motherfucker, of course I want to watch John. Young, young Charles Bronson over Keanu. Middle age, middle age Keanu over. Right Charles. answer. Right answer. Perfect. Thank you, Tyler. And you know what? Right. We can continue on now with the uh, conversation. Okay. Thank you. So thank what you. I was saying is that some films in this list are just fun entertaining films to watch some films are great works of art some films are both i think once upon a time in the west does manage to handle both um in terms of like a cinematic beauty it's like a freaking like thesis defense or something yes chris gets so defensive when he can't write like if i if he gets to talk like it would be so much easier you offer a lot of good points (laughs) but let's not forget Yes, Shakespeare, yes. <laughs> I think Harakiri and Once Upon a Time in the West are on par for cinematic masterpieces, but for very different reasons. But ultimately, Once Upon a Time in the West is the more fun, rewatchable of the two. So I would put it at number one. Did you just put Once Upon a Time in the West at number one? Oh, it's the first pick over the last pick of the entire series. Okay, you know you don't have what? to say it like that, Tyler. It, it's an amazing movie. It's gonna be number one to be end yeah. like, to end things. Just like, yes, you know, I, like, I, I, for the, way, the last five minutes, Chris, I've been trying to put your movie as number one, but you keep telling me that I'm talking shit. So shut up and let me put it at number one for you. Happy to do All it, right. Tyler. Thank you, sir. Let me let me let me do mine, I guess then. <laughs> like ultimately, I mean, you guys are just. I'm gonna basically say the same shit you guys have all been saying, especially Tyler. Like this film is. It's tough to put this film somewhere because. This film is so goddamn good, and it's like, besides the good, the bad, and the ugly, and Unforgiven, and High Noon, it's probably my favorite western. Like, well, besides all those other movies, I guess. Besides yeah, every no, western ever made, is basically no those, those three. Like, I mean, it's in the top five for sure. It's just, uh, I just feel like when I watch this movie, do you really think Harry is better than this movie? Are you kidding me right now? Don't even start. Don't even start. It's an awesome fucking movie. You watched it last week. That movie's awesome. Harakiri is great. I'm not saying. I'm not. Okay. No, no hate. No hate to Harakiri or Haraka. Heineken. 
<laughs> you know what's Honestly, so funny? It's, it, well, it's an awesome yeah. fucking movie, man. I'll send you the episode, I, but it's, it's really funny because it's like you guys are like correcting me on like how it's pronounced and everything. And then I'm like, okay, you guys, like, what do you guys think about Herica? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just, ah, oh, fuck. I think that this film is also awesome. Like, they're both like tremendous films. The problem is when we come down to, okay, so they're both awesome movies. I got two awesome movies in my okay. head. Okay. I'm making a revenge John, film John, draft. John, I've got all the fallback and revenge here. Okay. I do. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I should have sent you the last uh, week's episode a little earlier so that you would be like, I can't understand the revenge factor in this movie. It doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think it's, uh, there's revenge in it, but it's not a revenge movie. It's almost <laughs> like we're playing a goddamn game or something. It right? is funny. It's so almost. I've been, while editing these episodes, I've been listening all like close together and it's funny how much we all like contradict ourselves. Oh my God. Episode. It's, it's like, so self interested Like, what's next week? Oh, Rope is next week? Oh, that's a fucking Wicked movie. And then next week is like, oh, Rope is a fucking piece of shit. Oh, this movie is the worst thing I've oh, ever seen. I think you mean Chris. I think you mean Chris. Uh, we're all guilty of it, to be Stay on topic, Sean. <laughs> All right. Um, if I could say one thing, when was the last time you saw Harakiri? I last saw Harakiri probably before I saw Once Upon a Time in the West. Forgotten Jet. No, okay. No, we're, we're not talking in the last couple of weeks. We're talking about before the, we had it on the draft. When was the last time I watched Harakiri before I watched it for the draft? Yeah. Five or six years ago? He watches it every day, Chris, twice. Okay, the last so time I, I watched okay. one, last time I watched Once Upon a Time in the West, I can't was probably work. about eight or nine years ago. Like I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was a while ago. Once I watched Upon, when I watched this film last, um, oh. I love this film. It's one of my favorite. It's so films. different that like one of for my me, I, I watch this every year. Say it's it's just like a... I don't. I don't have any movie I watch every year. That's just not how I watch movies. I watch too much other movies to watch one movie every year. Like I just okay, watch too much shit. Their Criterion Collection. <laughs> I do. Subscriber. I barely rewatch films. It's really sad, but I barely. Yeah, tell me more about them. how cool you are. But when I do, Sean, I, you told me you've seen Fifty Shades of Grey at least twelve times. This year. I have seen that film zero times, motherfucker. Fuck you. I have literally seen that times in film zero times. What's hilarious is like Sean's like doesn't even play with that idea at all. He's just like fuck you. I don't watch that. <laughs> I never watched Fifty Shades of Grey. Fuck I've you. never heard of it. What is that? I would never fucking watch that piece of shit. Never. I would like. Right. I watched that three times today. All three episodes, the entire trilogy. Christian Grey, you son of a bitch. The twist with Harmonica at the end saves this film. It really does in terms of our revenge film draft. Because I, I was watching this film, and like I, like I mentioned beforehand, I completely forgot about this Harmonica thing coming in terms of Frank. Like, I, I realized while it was happening where he's naming names. Well, talking, no, you were oh, probably oh, considering that, like, oh, this revenge movie is about uh, Jill. And that yeah, that's what I'm sense. saying. Yeah, and I'm watching it. I'm trying to follow her storyline, and I'm getting so fucking discouraged because it's a piece of shit storyline. And then I'm like, oh, shit, this is really isn't a great revenge film. And then I forgot, oh, yeah, I'm, her, Planica really is, like, a revenge aspect, too. But, like, the only way they build it is by him naming his fallen comrades or shit to Frank when or his other people that Frank is. Let killed. me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. That opening scene, don't you think that maybe uh, Frank sent those guys because he knew that Harmonica was on his trail? Absolutely. Of course he sent. That, Isn't that it's awesome? Implied, it's implied in scenes. It's not that, even like, well, I'm no, pretty much okay. sure that they explain that in the scenes of the film. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, how did that, that's confusing now that I think about it, though. Because how would he know that he. He is doesn't remember him. who the fuck Harmonica yeah. is, so why is that's he what saying that to the tree? Oh, yeah. He doesn't remember who Monica is. Why would he? That's why I was asking, Sean. 
but like, that, that is it. But there, that, there is a scene where they imply really. that that's what happened. I remember yeah. that scene. So like it, that's like a logic gap of the film. I think. All right, if you were hallucinating just the way Sean was when you were last watching, what's <laughs> uh, on the list? Please call nine hundred six six. Look, ultimately, guys, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. I think that this film is slightly better overall than Harakiri as a film. I do. I think it's slightly better overall. I don't think Revenge as the theme is better in this film than it is in Harakiri. You know what? So it's like it's tipping for me because I yeah, don't know where I, to go with saying. it. The revenge is more consistent. Okay, here's the thing, though. We can't, we can't know this because you, you guys are, okay, this is, this is wrong. You guys are saying, okay, we've all agreed that these movies are revenge movies. Now that it's on the list, we have to judge them as movies. That's you, not what I've been saying. That's what Todd has been saying. That's okay, you know what? what? I'm just trying to follow the rules, and he's the guy that uh, made the revenge thing. <laughs> I so don't we have think to we follow. should do that. I think we need to balance oh both. Oh, my and God, I think, because I think we're we flip-flopping. Can. We're flip-flopping. No, I think we're making a film about revenge, or dra- a list about revenge films, and I think it would be silly to have a film that deals with revenge more over top of one that doesn't. That's what I think. This movie has the most revenge. It's a fair point, but I feel like Sean's also just making a backdoor argument for John Wick to go number one. So I, I kind of <laughs> I know. Want to like cock block him a little bit. And guess what? I'm going to veto that <laughs> with uh, in That's the Valley of God. Violence. I'm not doing that. One <laughs> revenge dog movie against another. I am the table for that film, Chris. So just hold on, because I am setting the table for that film. But that's not what I'm trying to do. Like I'm not. It is part of it, but I do think we need to consider that as a revenge film track. We can't just say like, oh, this film is amazing, but and there's a little bit of revenge in it just in case you like that but there is like all right so you're saying that once upon time the west would not look good on top of a revenge list i'm not i'm saying it wouldn't look as good as some other movies that we have in this draft like yours and it might like maybe how to carry Okay, so I guess the uh, thirty-minute uh, prelude to Sean's answer is. <laughs> you thought I was writing a fucking thesis? <laughs> I know. God damn it! He's already I, answered. He's already put, answered. He uh, said that it I, is better. Honestly, I put. I I did. I put Once Upon a Time in the West second. I did, and I was setting the table for Tyler, but he wanted to put fucking Once Upon a no, Time no, no, in the West no. first. You're, you're putting Once Upon a <laughs> so Time in the West second. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I am, but but you guys chose one, it's so it's already by yeah uh, by. Uh, Majority vote. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember this. I'm not trying. See, this is what I'm fucking afraid. I'm trying to be. Maybe honest. this I'm was not... perfect. I you think that Harakiri is better? No, Tyler, shut up. You know what? You're, you already voted. Sean, <laughs> do you realize what <laughs> you started this so early? And the Hitchcock thing, it didn't even happen until like episode whatever six or seven. Early, it's happening so quickly right now. Wait, but now that Sean put. Uh, Harry Carey, number one. Can I do my Chris McIntosh impression of every episode of Hitchcock uh, draft? What yes. if I just, I kind of want to just fuck up everything right now and change my vote. And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to do something really different. <laughs> I think you should do it, Tyler. I, uh... <laughs> no, I honestly think it might be worth it for me but to then I don't. the lock. But then I don't. That's, that's Chris attack you from now on. All right. So we I all have don't... to be very careful until the very last seconds of the episode. Uh, as to who we insult and who we encourage. Uh, You're such a baby, Chris. God damn it. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm trying to make sure the list are, is nice Sean. and it's good Chris. Chris, you Okay, so yeah, on. you're going to watch like, okay, you have like a bunch of guys over. It's like, hey guys, I was watching Kira Kiri. Or it's like, hey guys, you want to watch one time? It's like, fuck yeah. Let's think realistically. I really don't think in either scenario that's realistic, but all right. <laughs>
This is why we're all alone on Saturday. Because night. people are probably not hanging out with you, Sean, asking you what movie that they want to watch. No, Fuck and, you. And any, any movie on our list that's most likely to get a positive like result in that scenario is either John Wick or Gladiator. Those are the two movies in that, in that no, scenario. And you know what? Those are the two yeah. actual worst movies probably on no, the list. Oh, I'm sorry to say. Gladiator is amazing. They, the, the Gladiator is, is not good, and neither is John Wick in terms of an actual movie compared to something to the likes of uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Once Upon a Time in the West is good, but I'm telling you, Jill is a fucking train wreck, man. Like, that character okay. is a you know what? Hey, here's the thing. It's pathetic. It's just a sad excuse for an attempt at a female character. It really is. It's really bad, man. She's bad. It starts bad. off really cool. How can you not admit that? It's an amazing oh, movie still, despite that fact. But that is a terrible character, and she's like the anchor of it for most. All of right. Them. So who are so so who are you comparing her to in, to in terms of uh, strong leading women characters in the Wild West, Sean? <laughs> it's not about like strong. Oh, it's not it's about, about that. It's about, no, it's about having like just a fucking narrative thread for your Isn't character. The, in the first uh, place. It's about having consistency with your character. You it's can't compare anyone to her. Give her a goddamn storyline. You know what? She becomes like, richer than all those motherfuckers because of, she had no chance to do. She had horror stuff. Johnny Guitar is a woman. That was a big influence on this movie, right? What? The lead of Johnny Guitar is a is a female, and that's a big influence on this movie. It is Joan Crawford. She yeah, it's Joan Crawford. I don't know anything about her character in that movie. I mean, she might She's be She's a star. She's like the... I don't know. The, but the like, the, she, she had character traits and share them with, with what's her name? She's like defending her bar or something against like some outlaws, but she's like the... Well, I bet the, you the, she had more scenes. I bet she had, she had more consistency. I Let bet me just say she this. did a lot more. Which movie, Sean? Which movie her. did we have to have a three-parter for? And which one did we, could we very easily have uh, a two-parter for for the uh, revenge draft. I wonder why we can talk so much more about uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Here. I wonder why we can talk so easily. I wonder why we can talk so easily. I wonder why we can talk so easily about Once Upon a Time in the West and not so much about Harakiri. It's because there's more to talk about. God damn it! Fuck. But I'm saying. In a revenge film list, I think Harakiri, because it's almost as good of a film as Once Upon a Time in the West, should rank higher than Once Upon a Time in the West because it feels well, more. There's not so many people know about it. Fucking wish you had told no. me that before we recorded this podcast, John. <laughs> no, Chris, not because not so many people know about it. You know what? Not that many people probably really know about Once Upon a Time in the West. I'm like a hipster when it comes to revenge like movies. It's like, like my favorite movie, the one that like no one's ever heard of. Because oh, I'm, so I can already tell old. Munich is just going to get ripped apart. Oh my god! You know what, Tyler? Piece <laughs> by piece. <laughs> oh, it's going to be beautiful. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, you, you know what? I've be, already started, quite frankly. You're going to be labeled an anti Semitic so goddamn fast. I can't wait for that episode to happen. I'm shaving my head for it. <laughs> Just embrace it. Lean into it. You are going to be the world's most hated man on the internet once that episode eventually comes out. Guys, please. All I, you know what? I'm all about the movies, and yeah, like I don't believe the Jews are real people, and uh, <laughs> that's just my own personal belief. So, call no, like me Munich, Munich was literally a fairy tale or something. Yeah. They have like a fantasy. He's like, what is Chris, this? It's right I'm up there with this. the Holocaust, Sean. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to edit, Chris, but if you're looking for stuff to, rec- to cut from this episode, I got some recommendations. <laughs>
And we'll talk right about that later. No. <laughs> All right. So the list as it stands now with only two songs on it. Number one, Chris's pick of 1968's Once Upon a Time in the West. And number two, Tyler's pick of 1962's Harry Keane. I can't believe you did it, Tyler. I can't believe you picked that number one. Hey. But now, now he thinks I just did it to fuck with him. But I did well, it. You did. I, like, yeah, and let's not forget, hey, Sean, I, I'm not forgetting come. either the rear window North by Northwest controversy from uh, last time. <laughs> That's in the forefront. And for all of our premium <laughs> subscribers, you can see how serious I am right fucking now. Show. It's just going to be me and Chris sabotaging each other <laughs> every goddamn the draft. And Tyler winning yeah. every draft. Tyler's going to win every draft. Well, it's like last time, Tyler, uh, yeah. Sean, because you know what? We just can't help but just take each other down. Like, apparently. I wasn't even trying to take this film down. I love this film, but it's not what I think is a great revenge yeah, film. I think what? of it much he more. I think ultimately this film course. is about greed. That is hey, the Sean, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. When's the next time you're going to watch Harakiri? When's the next time you're going to watch Harakiri? Tonight. Shut up, Tyler. Oh, it's going to be a while before I watch either. Okay, yeah. Okay. You know why it's going to be a while before he watches either? Because first he has to watch 1971 Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dogs in time for next week. All right, so I saw Straw Dogs recently, and it's very interesting because it's actually not a revenge movie, and I wanted to talk to you guys about that. It's not a revenge movie. uh, Last place then, baby. And yet, Sean thought that it was too. It's That's got a the, revenge element. What? For no, it's not. Like it's not actually though, because like but they like bully him for the entire movie and rape his wife. Yes, but sort the only it, time yeah. that he defends himself is when they break into his place, and he's right. defending his house. That's the yeah, only thing that he's he's, he's fighting against. Real well. It's going to do real well, Chris. No, what I'm saying is that it's like there was mis- misunderstandings when we have to reevaluate our list. And so the last two episodes on Take Two Plus were actually just fake <laughs> episodes, everybody, because guess what? We are reevaluating, we are reconsidering, and we will have a new list for you in 67 we're weeks or 69 scrapping, weeks. Scrapping the revenge list from the last two episodes will just be for Patreon. Uh, by the way, what's next week's episode? Did we do this already when I was... Camping? All right, everybody. Next week, we are looking at 1971's uh, classic Sam Peckinpah. It's greasy, like all those early 70s films. It's uh, Straw Dogs featuring uh, Dustin Hoffman and probably his most badass role. Not a big Dustin Hoffman fan these days, but... Uh, you got to hand it to the guy. Uh, I think, actually, Straw Dogs is the sequel to The Graduate because what we have is The Graduate uh, getting his uh, rocks off with the girl, and then they move to Ireland where he finishes his uh, postgraduate degree or whatever, and so he's studying there, and then he becomes a complete badass uh, Macaulay Culkin, um, Culkin, get out of my house, motherfucker, <laughs> and uh, he like kills that. like 15 people. Yeah. You do like a fan... And- Shouldn't have posted that online somewhere. And who does your brother play in Straw Dogs? <laughs> he plays the stupid black man, Tyler. <laughs> when exactly did your brother get his skin transplant? Like, when do you think that happened? Okay, okay, okay. It's the uh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. You have to have in the YouTube video a side by side with your brother <laughs> and this guy because guess what? They're the same I fucking can... guy. 
Chris, I can easily do that. I can, I can say you probably do not want me to do that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now, guys, let's just take a second for uh, Martin Luther King and all the uh, Black Lives Matters. Okay. Uh, Sean? Yeah. You going to do the sign out? Uh, Sean? Yeah. Uh, teasers for next week. What do you think about Straw Dogs? It's an awesome film, much like Once Upon a Time in the West, although not quite as good as this movie. But it's uh, it's very dark, it's very disturbing, and uh, it's very raw, I guess I'll say. There is a director's cut, which I encourage you guys to see. I uh, saw it recently. It's actually, I think, the Criterion uh, version. Um, I have the Criterion, I don't the director's cut? I think there's a theatrical and a uh, director's and I think it's the addition of a f- one extra rape scene <laughs> which Sean will appreciate as well as um, oh my god maybe uh, an ex- you know clips here and there of, of the guy of who's saying that the character of Jill isn't defined enough is going to enjoy the rape scene where meanwhile the guy who thinks that she's a great character is like you know rape's a terrible right, you know what Sean might want to <laughs> slut shame people i'm embracing their sexuality and i also understand that as women in the uh, 19th century i guess we're not in italy or spain but probably um what colorado and, and california like you know you gotta do what you gotta do and uh, sean uh, does not appreciate that and um i guess if all the ladies want to just uh, get at me you can contact me at uh, take two podcast review gmail.com do the wrap up alright thanks everyone for listening to uh, once uh, alright well agree to disagree I guess uh, thanks everyone for listening to once upon a time in the west our review our disagreements the controversy will continue uh, next week when we look at straw dogs Sam Peckinpah's controversial classic uh, from 1971. You know what? I, I all I know is uh, get there, Chris. Get there. Get there. All right. Ciao. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe we went another full 40 fucking minutes without. <laughs> somehow we always end up going like right down to the wire. Like it's always less than a minute when we finish. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think I think we probably. To say, I guess. What do you guys want from this episode? How long do you guys want it? Uh, like forty. Do you want to condense Ideal, if you can. I think yeah, forty minutes out of this would be fucking awesome. Like, yeah. yeah, or like at most like fifty. Like don't go much. No, away. no, no. I, I, you know what? I think that was one of the notes. Well, we, we could talk about that, Sean. Whenever you're uh, done jerking off with uh, the Lakers, uh, but uh, lots of notes. Let's talk, and I can send you. Well, Haraka. When do you want Which to is actually quite funny. Tyler, do you work a lot next week? Uh, yeah, but uh, but this is more important. Late for the, yeah, but this is more important. <laughs> I got 